Welcome to The Peer Perspective. This podcast is brought to you by Ascend Mental Wellness. It is based on lived experience and personal perspectives. It is not intended to replace the therapy or medical advice. I am your host, Ginger Miller. I'm her co-host, Michelle Morehouse. Welcome to today's show, How Creativity Benefits Mental Wellness. We will discuss how a flare of creativity can impact on your mental wellness and ways to do so. Joining us today is Julie Lewis, the Saratoga Site Director from Create Community Studios. Julie, can you tell us a little bit about Create Community Studios and what you do? Sure. Hi, Michelle and Ginger. Thank you so much for welcoming me to the show and to Ascend. I am one of the co-founders of Create Community Studios, which was formed in 2017. And we began with two locations, two small studios, one in Saratoga and one in Schenectady. And we formed because we were all seeing a need, um, or a gap, I should say, in the continuum of care um, for folks that were coming out of um, either uh, psychiatric care, more acute psychiatric care, or they were in the process of recovery and had some experience with art therapy while they were in hospital or in some other capacity of, of, of mental healing. And there was no community spaces that were really affordable and accessible, accessible for people to continue their art practice. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you. Julie, can you tell us a little bit, what is therapeutic art? So therapeutic art is a lot of different things, um, but mostly it is the opportunity for us to kind of get out of our heads and into our bodies in order to express the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that are happening inside of us um, and the experiences. And when we can either put that experience or thought or emotion on paper or into an object, um, or into a song or into a dance, it allows us to visualize, to see something much more concrete about our own experience. And then in turn, we can develop some empathy and some compassion for ourselves, for our own experience, and for the power of the healing process that we're going through. And I've been able to see that in myself, uh, just being creative at home. Mm-hmm. Big difference in... Um, just my thinking, my headspace and stuff, just doing adult coloring books or whatever. It doesn't even have to be big and complicated. So what is the relationship, the connection between mental health and creativity? There are so many connections and we're really fortunate that in the last 25 years, we've learned a lot more about the brain and the nervous system and these different modalities of therapeutic healing. Um, that allow us to to kind of come at our healing or come through our healing in lots of different ways. So it's this multidimensional approach to to our healing that goes beyond just talking. The power, I think, uh, of um, therapeutic art is that sometimes our experiences and our emotions can't be put into words. And so when we have the ability to, you know, without pressure, um, you know, to color, to make, to create, um, what's going on for ourselves. It, it helps us to, to reduce our stress. 
It helps us to find some calm in our bodies. It helps us again, like I said, to have some empathy and compassion for ourselves. I know one of the reasons that I really enjoyed creativity, especially as a teenager, was because um, art and creativity is left to interpretation. And so it felt less vulnerable. I could express myself without saying I'm feeling this way to someone and risking feeling like I was being judged for it or something. So it was a great way for me to let things out um, and not be so afraid to. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And I think, um, you know, it, it's so powerful for children and teenagers who are still developing their own literacy around their mental health and around their social emotional growth. But we're finding that adults, this is as powerful with adults as it is with younger populations. And typically because, you know, our culture, our society is just now coming into normalizing mental health and mental wellness. And, um, so I think to, to provide these low pressure ways for people to, um, to be able to express themselves is, is so powerful. How do you think therapeutic art can positively impact mental wellness? So research supports that engaging in some type of creativity or art making brings both sides of the brain online it also can help us develop self-confidence. It can also help us um, feel sort of happy and fulfilled when we see ourselves uh, having accomplished something. Um, and as I said before, it really gets us out of our heads and out of the thinking process and more into the being um, process and allowing that part to sort of unfold in front of us. So really it provides an opportunity for people to express you know, their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions, as we said before, without the use of words and, and without judgment. So I think that's really important too. There's a lot of shame that comes with the process of recovery. And I think that's a huge hurdle for people to overcome. And speaking the words around their recovery can sometimes sort of deepen the experience of shame for people. And having it on paper, again, leaves it up to, you know, some interpretation from people that, that doesn't necessarily impact the person's shame process. So I think that uh, that piece is really important. It's definitely a way to, um, for me to get out of my own head, not spend so much time thinking about the things from the day, during the day. Sometimes I'll even pull out a adult coloring book or something and just color for 10 or 15 minutes really easy for me to start focusing on you know wh which color do I want in that spot and which ones are going to go well there and and once my mind is in that it's easy to kind of just let go of some of the stress in the moment that some people do a little meditation it is and one to me one of the most fascinating pieces of research that has come out is around using our hands and the connection that that has um, to stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system and therefore then calming our bodies and putting us into the rest and digest mode. So um, especially when we can use both hands, so this is why when people love 
ceramics or knitting or crochet or collage because it requires both sides of our body. So there's this bilateral integration of the right and the left brain um, that helps to, to, to bring online our rest and digest response. And that is the calm and the relax and the stress relief that we feel. I can definitely relate with what you're talking about. I tend to be a very hands-on person. Mm -hmm. I'm what they describe as energizer bunny sometimes, and I keep <laughs> going, going, going. So when I need to calm, I do a lot of hand knitting. I do a lot of just macrame stuff like yeah. that. It keeps me busy. Yeah, and that cooking, kind of, yes, people love that. It yeah. keeps me in the moment and kind of allows you to let go of whatever that is holding you back at that moment. Yeah. There's this really sort of magical thing that happens inside of us. Um, a lot of people can't put can't put it to words, which is sort of what we were saying before, right? And then we don't need to, right? We just know that it feels good in our body, and we don't even need to explain why it feels good. We can just let that be, right? The experience of making feels good. And the more we can connect with the feeling of being content and happy, you know, especially for folks coming out of recovery where there's a lot of intense, darker emotions that are occurring on a regular basis, we forget what joy and contentment and relaxation feel like. Mm -hmm. So creativity helps us to sort of reintroduce ourselves in these low pressure ways to emotions that we may not have felt in a really long time if we're coming out of a dark time or if we're coming out of a really difficult recovery. What is your own connection with creativity and how does it support your mental wellness? So I have a story of recovery as well. And um, I uh, have always been a creative person. Um, when I look at the photographs of in the, the old VHS tape, the, the old Super 8 movies, I'm that old. <laughs> I was always dancing. I was always singing. I was coloring. That's just who I was as a kid. Um, and I think many children are like that. You know, we were really born as creative individuals. And our, unfortunately, our society and our culture sort of breed that out of us. You know, we get graded. Once we are in middle school, we start to get graded for art. We start to become judged for art. So I had, um, in my own process, started to move away from my creativity. Um, and I realized um, once I started my own recovery process um, that it was so fundamental to who I was as a human that it almost had, I realized it was almost like self-abandonment. I had abandoned this part of myself that was innately, authentically creative. And the most powerful part of my healing journey was returning to that person that I was and honoring that person who, you know, five-year-old Julie, who just loved, I was an ice skater too, so I just loved moving and expressing myself. I loved coloring and singing and making things. Also, my mother was a ma is a maker. She was a weaver and a cook and, you know, so, and my, my dad was a musician, so that was always around me too. But I had a few really dark years where I had really felt sort of spiritually, emotionally lost. I myself didn't really have the literacy to describe the trauma that I had experienced in life. And, you know, once it really became kind of life-threatening, what I was going through, I realized I had to get back to these processes that could make me feel more like who I truly am. And uh, so my experience with it is that it, it reminds me that I'm human. It reminds me that I'm worthy and that I have so many beautiful gifts to give in the world 
and I want to help and support other people connect with that same part of themselves. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful, and I could relate so much to that. Yeah. The creativity as a child, and I, I had kind of drifted from it as well, and reconnecting was very healing, so I could relate to that. Yeah, and that's a common experience. I think a lot of people, you know, as adults, we, we have a lot of responsibilities, right? Our days become made up of, you know, accomplishing the tasks that help us pay our bills and take care of our loved ones and take caring, taking care of ourselves in this way becomes last and was certainly the case for me. So, As a teenager, it was actually kind of a coping skill for me too. I was in a little bit of a dysfunctional family and some struggles there and writing became a creativity for me. And then when my mother found my journal, <laughs> oh man, that put a damper on that. So yeah. then I started trying to do, you know, creative writing and got into like doing poetry and stuff like that. Because like I said earlier, it's, there's so much interpretation left to it. So nothing could be said, well, you said, mm -hmm. I, I wrote a poem. It was therapeutic as a child. Um, just being creative. Yeah. But I also went for, when I was at Four Winds, I did a little bit of outpatient there, mm -hmm. did a therapeutic um, art class there. And it amazed me that art was able to, the instructor had us just coloring, mm -hmm. crayons, just real yeah. basic stuff, told us to exact exercise, but basically, you know, color what your journey's been like kind of and within a very short time and she told us pay attention to color things like that I had red and black crayon in my hand and was just scribbling so hard on the page and I started crying I was just like what, what's what going is on going, here yeah yeah but yeah. that was when I started experiencing that it can be used specifically as a therapy it's therapeutic in itself I hear you talking about the emotional release part, mm. um, and that can be so very powerful for all ages. You know, sometimes, you know, I've, I've sort of been emphasizing this feel-good part of art, right? But that flip side of what you're talking about, Ginger, is so important, too, that, you know, we know that stored emotions and, and stored negative emotions can really cause long-term damage in the body, right? In terms of raising our cholesterol, cholesterol cortisol, or the inflammation in our body, and can lead to, you know, longer-term um, negative, uh, both physical, mental, and emotional side effects. Um, so we have to have ways to um, to move through these emotional releases so that we don't store them in the body. And that's a that's a real powerful story. So these are two great examples of how expressing ourselves can really contribute to growth and self-expression, emotional regulation, just a lot of really good, helpful ways to cope with things. In what ways can engaging in these creative activities improve our mental well-being? So as we discussed before, I think um, the stress management is usually the, the top reason why people do something like this. So what I encourage people to do is to just get a small journal that they can take with them. Um, even if you don't consider yourself to be someone who is an illustrator or, you know, like drawing, 
um, doodling. This is why often we doodle in class when we're younger or, you know, in meetings where we're just trying to keep ourselves, you know, tuned into what's going on. Um, so even just that simple, like, you know, having a, a small sketchbook that you can just doodle in or make some notes in or get some of the thoughts out, get some of the stressors out onto paper so that it's, you're not holding that stuff in anymore. The other uh, thing I like to encourage is for people to really try to build it into their week in the same way that you would, you know, getting good sleep, taking your vitamins, trying to eat well, drinking water. Consider it one of those practices that you need to take care, you know, as a self-care practice. Sometimes that could be, you know, oh, I go through my magazines, I, I cut out five things that catch my eye and I stick it in my journal, you know, and then maybe it's there for you to come back to later like, huh, why, why did I cut out that picture of the sun? Oh, I maybe I'm low on vitamin D and I get out and take a walk with the dog, right? So these little cues that, that you can um, give yourself during the week to kind of, you know, keep yourself on track with the creative expression. Ginger, what type of creative activities do you use with individuals who seek peer support services? I think the most important thing that I try to do is have them take a look at what they're interested in. Find out what their interests are first. If they're interested in nature, then, you know, involve something with collecting flowers or doing crafts with milkweeds or mm -hmm. things like that. If they're more interested in cooking, mm -hmm. cooking can be creative. Well, you know, mm -hmm. have you tried cooking oriental foods or, you mm -hmm. know, different German food, whatever, but finding what they enjoy in general and then finding a creative side, a way to link creativity to that. And that's also an easy way to, easier way to help them kind of take a look at, well, when you're doing, if you enjoy cooking, when you're cooking, how, how do you feel? Where's your headspace? You know, what's, mm. and then they can connect with the idea, oh yeah, I kind of relaxed then. Huh, mm -hmm. well, what if you expanded that and did more and turned it into not just something that you enjoy, but a creative hobby or something? I, I think it's mostly about identifying what they enjoy and expanding. What types of activities that are creative do you utilize in your group, social groups that you do for dual recovery? Um, some of the common ones that I've done are, um, I love essential oils. They've been a, a big part of my recovery, um, especially for the mental and emotional part of it. Blending the oils, finding, uh, you know, a personal blend, so to speak, almost like a perfume. There's different kinds of crafts that I've done that can include essential oils. I've done writing groups, expressive writing groups. I've done painting groups, even just craft groups in general. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the most common ones I do is the painting and essential oils. Julie, what ways do you encourage individuals to express themselves? So I'll piggyback off of what Ginger uh, brought up, which is, first of all, I think a person really needs to connect with the activity and find some joy in it or find some relaxation in it. Um, and so oftentimes when people come into our studio, we have a variety of different materials set out 
and uh, we really believe in the open studio model, which was something that was developed by the pioneers of therapeutic and expressive art. And that is a, a very trauma-informed approach of giving choice. Um, oftentimes people who are in a, a stage of either substance abuse or mental health recovery feel that they have limited choices in, in front of them. And so a trauma-informed approach says, there are a lot of choices here. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to offer you some opportunities to explore a little bit and decide for yourself what um, what you want to connect with. So in our studios, you can write, you can paint, you can collage, you can knit, you can simply hang out at the table and doodle. We have paper on our table so that if you're not sure what you want to do, oftentimes people will come in and it, it might feel overwhelming for them to make this decision. So we say, okay, well, if you want, you can do it for a little while. Here are some different materials that you might want to try out and they'll just maybe color for a little while on the table. Um, and then, you know, typically they'll get up and sort of walk around the studio, touch the materials, you know, read a little bit about what this material might do. And, and so this exploratory option is really rare for a lot of people to have in their lives. Our lives are really prescriptive in a lot of ways. So um, that's the first thing that I encourage people to do is allow yourself a lot of space to explore what you like if you're not sure what you like. The second way is to talk to your, your peers and your friends about what they enjoy doing and accompany them because one of the most important things about our creativity is the social aspect of it. And many, so many of us, and especially, you know, coming through the pandemic, experienced this extreme isolation. And of course, you know, mental health and substance abuse increased astronomically during that time. Um, and a lot of that was due to isolation and just people feeling very alone. So, you know, being creative in a social setting is really powerful too, because it allows us to not only connect with other people or connect with ourselves, but connect with other people as we're as we're doing the art making and the activity. And I think our peers can support us a lot in helping us find things that um, bring us joy and bring us healing. I think it's a great way too for people that maybe aren't sure of what they mm -hmm. want to try. They see their friend trying mm -hmm. it. Well, maybe I can try. And I'm always encouraging people, if you don't know what you like, then try something, try anything. Yeah. If you just try it once, you, you'll get a feel for in and don't write it off if it's just kind of an uncomfortable feeling because uncomfortable is just change. So give it a couple times. If you really don't like it, then don't do it again. Yeah. Try try new things. You never know what you might stumble into that you do find just kind of opens you right up and allows you to relax or disconnect from troubled thoughts and things going right. on in the day. Right. The stressors in the day. This gives me an opportunity to mention the process. And our, we place a, a heavy emphasis on the process of making, not the product. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are so focused on, well, is it going to be good enough? And I, I have to remind people, listen, this isn't going in the Museum of Modern Art. Maybe if that's your wish and your dream, you know, you'll get there. But this, what we're engaging in is our own process. 
um, our own internal process, both physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and the process of building community for ourselves, uh, as opposed to the product and, and what we walk away from. Certainly, it feels good to come away and, you know, look, I made this. <laughs> um, but, but you know, the awe and the magic of watching our process unfold, I think, is, is really the most important part of, of uh, creative and therapeutic expressive art. How do you think society can better recognize and support the link between creativity and mental well-being? I, I really believe that there, you know, there was so much damage and collateral from the pandemic. The silver lining, if there is one, is that the entire world is now more aware of the impact of mental health. And, you know, we're seeing more resources um, being put into mental health recovery, substance abuse recovery. And, of course, that's a good thing. You know, we want, um, even, even though we saw all of those um, challenges increase during the pandemic, we're now seeing this, you know, global response to us having experienced really a collective trauma you know, as a society. Um, so I think we all understand, you know, many people have said before, like, well, I don't think anything really bad has happened to me, you know. Well, now we can all really understand that something really scary happened to us um, and what that might be like for folks who um, are, you know, have maybe even experienced like the big T traumas versus the little T traumas, right? So I think we all now have this better collective understanding of, of what um, mental health recovery looks like. And Creativity, I think, especially came into that during the pandemic because we had all this time alone. And so people were baking bread and knitting and, you know, even the controversy about TikTok. I want to say the the number of creators and artists and comedians and musicians that utilize that as an outlet and that people connected to that. Um, was was I think really sort of blew up the idea of like oh wow we really need this outlet we need this creative outlet as humans while they say that social media technology mm -hmm. can be a bearer of negativity yes. the one thing I think it did and does especially for agent for agencies and organizations like us is that connection of community mm -hmm. and that's kind of what it did for a lot of individuals to yeah. that especially if they don't want to leave their house don't want to yeah. you know especially mm -hmm. people that went from being out going to the pandemic like you said did a big t for them yeah on the trauma end they just they don't feel comfortable anymore being out and about so I think that you know the the proliferation now of these creative outlets um, really benefits everyone. What I hope that people can do is understand that, um, you know, what Create Community Studios does is beyond arts and crafts. And, and, and I'm certainly not, it's not a put down to just, you know, um, what we're doing is really creating affordable and accessible spaces to support people in their mental health journey. Um, and the community building around the normalization that we are all on a mental health journey. There aren't just certain people and other people that are on a mental health journey. We are all on a social emotional wellness journey individually and as a society. And we need each other to do that. Um, and that's really what Create Community Studios is about. 
I think some of the things that I, like right here in Glens Falls, there, there's murals on some of the buildings that have been going up. And I think the idea, that idea was a fantastic idea that's incorporating the community and society. Yes. I think having studios like yours and there are others that are popping up that are, you know, you're sipping paints and mm -hmm. you're um, more talk about your clay Mm -hmm. ceramic ceramic studio, studios yep. things like that mm -hmm. i think there are more studios coming out and i think that's fantastic we have uh things like lorac here mm -hmm. yep i mean look at the t-shirt factory the community yes. that they have built you know yep. yes and we're we're part of alchemy studios in schenectady which is uh, a project that's uh being built down there to provide more spaces for creatives and yeah, so I think the, the the just to come back to what people can do is the private sector and the and the, the nonprofit sector need to partner together. And I you know, they're often the funds are coming from the private sector. Um, and organizations like ours are heavily um, reliant upon grants and grants can't always pay the bills, right? We know that um, that's operational expenses can't always be covered by that. So without going too deep into the finances, I think the private sector needs to understand that even their their own employees need these kinds of services, the people that they support and their families need these services and their, the partnerships that can be developed, I think, um, between organizations, private and nonprofit are really important. And I really appreciated that your program was up and running through COVID mm -hmm. and you were, your studio was so supportive of some activities <laughs> the community. I think uh, supporting schools with their art programs is another way that the community and society in general can help support the process of using creativity to, yes. as, a, as a therapy and a growth yeah. process. The bulk of um, what we're doing actually right now, I shouldn't say the bulk, but I would say about two thirds of our our work at the moment is in supporting schools in Albany and Schenectady. So we're in almost every school in both of those school districts and we bring in expressive therapeutic art services to uh, their special ed classes in addition to after school programs and working with the general ed students um, providing professional development for the teachers so we can support the teachers in their stress management because if the teachers aren't regulated then the kids are going to struggle with being regulated so this co-regulation piece is, is so important so we're we're supporting schools a lot with that work i think one more area of the community that that could be looped in and benefit from it too is supporting um, programs like our Eastside Center, mm -hmm. the social social club. Um, then there's different programs uh, linked to like the ARC programs mm -hmm. that are in our community. Mm -hmm. So just recognizing all the little corners in our community that need the support of yes, keep doing art, keep expressing, keep letting people heal themselves in a way. Julie, thank you for joining us today and discussing that there is more to creativity than meets the eye when it comes to utilizing it as an important tool and resource for an individual for mental wellness. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I just want to um, let people know where they can find us. Um, we have studios in Saratoga Springs at 70B Beekman Street. And you can find us at 140 um, Erie Boulevard in Schenectady. And we'll be opening uh, the Capital Region's first ceramic studio down in Schenectady in 2024. And uh, we are so excited that this evening we will be opening our third space in Troy um, in the Hudson Art House, which is on River Street. 
and um, it's in the former uh, location of Collarworks Gallery. Um, and our, the, the goodness of creativity and, and expressive therapeutic art just keeps spreading through the capital region. So you can find us at those locations and we do a lot of outreach. Organizations can uh, reach out to us if you'd like us to come to you or you'd like to bring um, a group of folks to our studios. We welcome partnerships of all kinds. And I'm, I'm just thrilled to have the invitation um, to, to talk about how we can elevate um, this type of work and um, spread the goodness of being creative. That's so exciting that you're being, you have the capability to expand. Yeah. And I personally am so appreciative that there are programs like yours. So remember, express yourself, let your inner creativity out. You're not alone. You matter. And you got this. Join us for our next show, Bored, Tips for New Hobbies. Visit us on our socials and our website, www.ascendmw.org, for all of our latest information, newsletters, resources, and podcasts. Our shows are now available on Apple Music, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify.